Hey, all welcome, welcome to the Common Good Podcast. It's uh, a Monday, October 2nd today. Means, for all you good people, red hat, blue hat talk. Uh, Doug Paget here with the blue hat on, wearing a black hat, but, you know, he'll be standing in for the red hat, uh, which will be standing in as our regular conversation partner in this red hat, blue hat talk, Casey Franklin. Hey, Casey. Hey, buddy. Good guys wear black. They do. And it's slimming too. Makes your head look much slimmer. Yes. So congratulations. Uh, congratulations. And, uh, you know, the, I figured the red hat thing, you know, it's, it's a metaphorical thing, you know? Yeah. Red hat. Yeah. Red hat. yeah. I, I know a lot, I have friends that are in Ohio and I think Ohio is the color for the, like the football team there, the college football team. Oh yeah. And, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, yeah, I kind of, I can't, I can't, I can't even wear, a, you know, an Ohio state hat around anymore. <laughs> they don't want they don't want people to catch a catch a glimpse from the side, you know, and not see what's on the front and get all get all worried about it. The brands are uh brands are intense. Hey, we, uh, yeah. Casey, the weather today, right now I'm looking out, it's just clear as a blue sky. I'm in Minneapolis. It looks like a Colorado day out here, just like the high mountain air. Clear. Wow. Warm. In fact, so warm yesterday. Wow. Yeah. R- record high, I think. I don't know. It was like eighty nine. Wow. 89 degrees. Wow. They canceled the Minneapolis Twin Cities Marathon. Whoa. St. Paul Twin Cities Marathon. 20,000 people were scheduled to run what? between the 26 mile and the 10K. 20,000 runners got notification wow. at 5.30 in the morning that it was canceled from Whoa. the heat. Just I because mean, of the heat. Wow. Yeah, That's some crazy. heat index. I don't know. They had. They said some. I don't know. I saw the notification. Some some formula that they have to use for this kind of thing. Wow. And uh, and then you know a bunch of people ran it anyway. They just went out, went to the start, and just ran oh. on their own. And people were oh, lined up. Like people bootlegged it, it which is just just so oh. fun, you know. Yeah. And, uh, I was awesome. on a bike ride, and I'll tell you, I've I've ridden my bike literally all the way across the country. Um, yeah. In you know through Arizona and Texas yeah. and Louisiana. And yesterday wasn't the hottest day that I had been riding a bike, but boy, it was up there. It was a, it was a doozy in October in uh, the great, great cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. That's awesome. How about up there in Colorado? How you, how, how'd you all fare weather-wise? Well, you know what? I think you're probably getting our weather because uh, we had the same thing yesterday um, and the day before. So oh. same, same kind of weather. Yeah. Beautiful, you know, warm blue sky uh kind of unseasonably warm for this time of year you know it's been like that for the last few days it's been really nice and up here in the mountains it's like perfect so when it's when it's hot in denver it's perfect and yeah in totally. The hill. totally those high hills uh all right hey so red hat blue hat talk for those who don't know uh kc and i've been friends for decades with very similar backgrounds both faith leaders grew up in the same area i still live here stuck in the morass that is the goodness of minnesota Casey is busted free and lives in the high mountain at clean air. Uh, a lot of things in common. We love each other. We care about the world. We want goodness for everyone and all people. And yet we come to Donald Trump and maybe politics in the, as a whole, but specifically Donald Trump. Um, and we have really different views, not only about uh, what it means, but about what's actually real. I've realized over not only our text conversations over the last year, uh but uh, in, in these conversations uh it's really different. Sure. so we decided to take well, this live and do it in front of all of you in chat so we'd love your comments uh whether you're on facebook or twitch or 
X no. or uh, YouTube, Twitter. which is our primary place. Let us know what you, yeah, X. Are you, do, you, do, you, do you use X? Are were you ever a Twitter person? Did you, do you use it? Uh, I, I've used, I really wasn't much of a Twitter person until it became X and uh, the good man took over and freed free speech. And I've uh, kind of uh, taken a liking to it now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I've... Uh... I stopped, I stopped enjoying it long ago when it just turned. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It just it just became. It's always been a little little weird. A little yeah, strange. I think any social networks where people are anonymous has another oh, layer of persona performance. You know, yeah. um, like I know a lot of people on X and informally Twitter, who, when you meet them, they are nothing like their Twitter persona. Yeah. I, yeah. Just, that's true of social media. It's just a, it's just a thing they uh, they they do there. But I can see how you know the libertarian streak in you would really love the Elon Musk kind of attitude. You know, a guy that's taken government money to build all of his businesses, every single one of them. I love the idea that that's the libertarian, the new libertarianism of America. Uh, that the biggest success story is a guy with government-backed funding from the internet to space uh, to automobiles. I mean, wow. The new, the new breed of libertarians. He's a smart guy. Yeah, he's a guy. Um, uh, hey, all right. Uh, we're going to talk about Donald Trump. I love him, and I know that, that's a fast. We'll have another conversation about that. But, you know, he used to be like, you know, the, the uh, king of uh, all things EV and, and air clean and climate and yeah. all good stuff. And liberals loved him, and then he... he Became the free speech guy, and you guys hate him now. Yeah, he became a guy that said insurrections are not something that should keep you off of our uh, platform. And a lot of people were like, I'm with you on the clean air and the electric car, but democracy, I think uh, I think we should think think twice about it. So we, we could do a whole Elon Musk. Uh, <laughs> I've never been a, a huge Elon Musk fan for no, I mean, I've never had anything oh. against him, just never really anything oh. for him. You yeah. know, what, whatever. I read all the biographies, no. not the full books, but the you know, the yeah. expose biographies and like, okay, yeah, he's, he's interesting. He's taken a number of people's ideas and done great things with them. And, you know, and, and I'm yeah. frankly so glad that they run, you know, um, SpaceX because uh, I'm a big space fan. And I think, oh, that's, good. Pretty, I think that's pretty dang great. Yeah. Pretty dang cool. Um, cool. Uh, all right. But let's talk about Donald Trump because that's the thing that seems to divide us most is this guy. Well, that's, that's your favorite topic. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to politics, I think Donald Trump represents the greatest threat to democracy and to peace in the United States of not only any individual person, but most certainly any political candidate, not only because what he has done, literally what he did this weekend, the trial yeah. that he is on starting in two hours in New York about mm -hmm. the fraud that his company uh, has been found guilty of. Fraud um, trial that is fraud itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had the trial and the judge ruled and now they have a, another part of the trial, which is what are going to be the consequences for it. So the judge ruled that Trump organization right. has engaged in fraudulent behavior consistently over years, which right. look, a lot of us have been squawking about that for, for a very long time. Uh, and uh, then a whole judicial system Squawk. prosecuted Squawk. the case facts came out and a judge uh, ruled. We'll, we'll, talk, about we'll yeah. talk about it. So that's a big deal happening today. 
Uh, and, and look, I just think Donald Trump truly is a threat. And I know you think that Donald Trump is a savior. And that's one of the biggest sort of dividing points that we find in all this. Is that, is that uh, fair? Is that savior fair? Is kind of, uh, savior is kind of a big word. But I will say that you're, what you just said about Donald Trump is how I feel about our current president. Yeah. Yeah, because his companies were also found to be <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Hey, well, and here's here's here, here's another place we've we've disagreed. Let me make sure I have our disagreement right over text because I should just tell the good friends here watching. We don't ever talk. We only text all week long. The only time we talk is now. So it's not like we're having some other side conversation. We're just texting all week long. That's we fascinating come, fact. Yeah. Yeah, and then we come here, and, and it's also about a whole lot of fun and nonsense yeah. and, and your yeah. your prowess as a hockey goalie and my <laughs> desire to be a, a a guitar player um so we, we we text about a lot of things um but we don't yeah. talk about all this stuff so then we come here and try to see if we can get it get it well straight. and you know um you know i i think that itself is very interesting because you know we all know that when you communicate via text there's there's many perils many perils because tone and uh attitude and facial expression and uh inflection and all that stuff uh is lost yep when it's just simply text so i i'd say you know we've done well to remain good friends uh communicating only via text and i think this is a good thing for us that we we talk face to face once in a while because we can uh, make it a little bit more real. It's kind of like, you know, the whole thing that you were just talking about with the social media, the problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. When people can hide behind their words. Yeah. One, 100%. And look for all of us. And it's just true in any conflictual on any conflictual topic. Mm -hmm. All of us have many personalities that we bring to a conflictual topic. We're not yeah. sure which which one of our many personalities that are available yeah. to us are we going to deploy at any particular time. So you're, Doug, you're often you calculating that. that. Did you just admit that you have a multiple personality? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, my, my argument is all of us have multiple personalities. In fact, little little thing that I find just utterly fascinating. We've done a whole podcast on this is a okay. thing called internal family systems. And the idea is that just as in a family, there's certain people who play different roles. You know, someone's the peacemaker, someone's the agitator, someone's the rebel, someone's the the one who takes makes sure that they're very due diligent related. You know, someone hosts the party, someone shows up late, like mm -hmm. these kinds of things. Well, these psychologists have said not only do those patterns exist in a set of relationships, one way to think about any of our own temperaments is we all have multiple personalities that we're negotiating at any given point. Right. Uh, sort of the I, I guess the mullet being the great uh, hairstyle example of this, you know, all uh, all business Ooh. on top and party in the back, you know, but it's like it's like people who say like, hey, it's the weekend. I'm really different on the weekends. Like that's when I cut loose. That's when right. I sleep in late, but I get up early on work days or, you know, when it comes to one particular hobby, they're like, yeah, I can't believe how much I love hockey because I just love the competition. But I'm not like that in other things, you know, and. So you have these many different personalities, rebels and, and, and peacemakers and all this. And, and I've come to find a lot of value in that because I think what happens on certain topics is we deploy a particular mm -hmm. personality to talk about that topic. Sure. 
Sure. Right. So that's mm-hmm. how you get somebody who's like, this person was so gentle and kind about this. And, that. and then we started talking about professional football and all of a sudden <laughs> they mm-hmm. were another, another character altogether, you know? Uh, and that's just something I find fascinating about the human, the human condition. That is fascinating. I think you should let your red hat personality come through a little bit more once in a while. <laughs> I tear down America and turn it over to the dictator uh, personality. I'm sure I have that in there, in there somewhere for me. Hey, you are uh, an eight on the Enneagram. You are an eight on the Enneagram. I, I am an eight on the Enneagram. And, and now I've just put up a gigantic comment, which did not need to be at all this loud. So sorry about that, uh, everybody for that. Um, little comment I popped up. Hey, uh, Casey, I, a couple things of clarification uh, for people watching. What we've tried to do here is really listen to each other. Really, I mean, not only the words we're saying, but but what, what do we mean and why does it matter to us about this? Sure. I didn't tell you about this, so if you want to say you want to think about it for a while and we talk about it another week. Um, mm-hmm. What do you, when you hear me describe Donald Trump the way I have so many times in these conversations, this is our sixth one of these, and personal conversations we've had on occasion before we started this on tax. Um, and someone says, oh, you do this thing with, with Doug. What does he think of Trump? Mm. What's your understanding of what I think of Donald Trump? Are you comfortable giving me a quick recap? Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a tough one. Um, I mean, I know I know you say over and over again that you don't hate the man. Um, but I, I, I do think that, I mean, based on everything I've heard you say, that you kind of go right up to that that edge, you know, um, and I, I get it, you know, I, I understand. I think it's it's a complicated thing. It's complex. I think it's it's a combination of um, you don't like what he stands for. You don't like him as a person. Um, and uh, you, you think he's a criminal. He's done terrible, no good, awful things. Um, and like you've said, like you just kind of started off the, the whole uh, conversation here. Uh, you really think that he's, uh, bad for the country and, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's a, it's complicated. It's a combination of things that are all kind of like your, what you just described about the personality thing. It's, it's multiple factored, multiple fast uh, faceted. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I think it's, it's very passionate. And that's one of the things that I admire about anyone is when they're passionate about something and, you know, you're passionate about that and I'm passionate the other direction. And that's what makes us very interesting. Yeah. Um, do I have it right or no? I think so. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's right. No, I mean, I truly, I don't have personal animus uh, okay. against Donald Trump yeah, as okay. a dad or a grandfather or a husband, even though, you know, look, I don't think, I don't think he's bragging about any of those roles that he plays in his life. Right. Just watching his public persona and all that, just not a thing that he's sort of into, but I don't know. I don't worry about any of that. I think my only concern, and we should always check whenever we think we know what our motivations are. I think my only concern is the application of his expressed desires on the United States government and public policy. Mm-hmm. Like when he said this weekend, which is a clip we're going to show, that mm-hmm. people who shoplift should be shot. That is a perspective 
that he actually didn't say that and i'll point that out in the clip okay Okay. um that people who shoplift should know that they're going to be shot shot he said and that perspective for anybody that's going to be the chief law enforcement officer of the united states of america is so unbelievably disqualifying now if he didn't say it i hope you would say to me Yes, had he said that, I would find that to be disqualifying. I hope we could agree on that. And you're simply going to argue he didn't say that and mean that and intend that. I heard him, so I'm pretty sure that's what he said and pretty sure that's the context in which he was talking. So like, it's things like that. And we, we could just go on and on and on and on. Now, am I particularly bothered that someone like Donald Trump holds a view that thinks of criminals that way? Even though for himself and people who are convicted of actual crimes in courts of law, he says those people should be pardoned and set free because they were supporting me. That that whole thing, you're right. That makes it complicated because um, it seems as if it's all self-serving, but I don't want it to be personal animus toward... Um, and I certainly don't think this of all Republicans. I have voted okay. for Republicans in the past. I have many mm-hmm. good, dear friends that are Republicans. I know Republicans are not this way. I know there's a mm-hmm. subset uh, mm-hmm. who are supporters of Donald Trump. And I even believe that many of the supporters of Donald Trump, ma- hardcore MAGA people, mm-hmm. are not evil. They're not okay. demons. They're well, not corrupt. They're not pedophiles oh. because they support Trump. They're not wicked. All the things that mm. Donald Trump and other Republicans, and you've never used you know, pedophile claims and stuff in our, any of our conversations, but I know you think that Democrats are anti-American and, and, and Marxist, but I don't think that about all Republicans at all. In fact, part of my bewilderment in all of this is why in the world do 40% of Republicans continue to be so hardwired to this guy? Just move on. Just let it go. It's just a bad relationship that's going bad by the day. Just move on and pick someone else and and, and press for the kind of country you want. Stop having well, to defend the guy and say, you know, he, did, and you he didn't play. say that. He wasn't guilty. He didn't he didn't sexually assault that woman. He like just be done with the guy. That's that's the part that's truly bewildering to me. And I work as hard as I can to understand that. I understand. That's what Democrats want, is they want they want Trump out. Out, out, out. No more. Gone. Out of the picture. And that's, that's true. what they're doing. Yeah, no, that's that's true. I want I want Donald Trump to not ever have the controls of the federal government again, for sure. Yes. Now, you're because I think his supporters are evil. Well, for me, aren't you? Say it again. <laughs> Assuming that there are any, you're going to put up comments for me. Oh, I'm putting right? them all up. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Okay. Okay. I, don't okay. I, I barely oh. even read them, uh, Casey. No, oh, okay. they're Every time my eye darts like that, I just look over real quick and then I just click add to broadcast. Um, if it's someone okay. I don't know, I look to make sure it's not spam. Um, like if they've oh, never, okay. been on, never been on the chat before, um, oh, okay. that, that kind of thing. So, so no. And sometimes if someone's just being conversational with somebody else in the chat and I, and I notice oh, okay. that, then I skip it. But sometimes I don't. And then I'm like, oh, they were talking to somebody else in the chat. All right. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, 
I just want to clarify, though, your view of Democrats, though, is that as a whole, there are no good Democrats politically. Oh, right? like, no, 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 no. Don't 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 put words do in my mouth. Do you think like. there are good Democrats? Has there ever been a good Democratic president? Has there ever been is there a currently good Democratic politician anywhere that's trustworthy and someone should feel confident that this is a person they can put their their confidence in as a as a federal or state lawmaker? I here's here's how I will explain it. Okay, uh, <clears throat> the Democrat Party is different from Democrats and individuals who consider themselves or identify as Democrats. <clears throat> and I believe that things have changed over time. Uh, there used to be uh, a, a very different Democrat Party. Um, <laughs> back in the day. And uh, I think it was much more um, uh, harmless, not harm, I should say, less harmful. Um, And it's become more harmful as the time has gone on. Have there been good Democrats? Of course, my grandmother was a Democrat. And, and, you know, I was like, flabbergasted when I heard that. uh, When I was younger, I'm like, Grandma, what? And she's like, well, don't tell anybody, but I vote Democrat. So uh, (laughs) I'm not even sure my grandpa knew that. Um, But anyways, of course, there are good meaning people who consider themselves Democrat. I voted for Democrats in the past, just like you voted for Republicans in the past. Um, But I think as a whole, the party has really changed. And, And when I say the party and the party platform, um, like I say, that is different from individual Democrats. Uh, But I would say most of the Democrats that I know about that are in power, that are in some kind of uh, elected position or or leadership position, are people that I don't uh, respect or trust. But I will say the one Democrat that I actually like and trust is Bobby Kennedy Jr. And he may not be a Democrat much longer, which, uh, you know, we should talk about that. That's not going to be good for Biden, I don't think. So yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's not a concern. He's not going to get on enough ballots around the country. I mean, electorally, it's not a concern. He's not going to get on ballots in the country. It's going to be worried. Um, you're talking about okay. Robert Kennedy. Ro- you're talking about Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah. 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 Robert Kennedy Jr. Who's yeah. The guy who's still alive. That's the Democrat. That's the one. Yeah, the guy, and he's not, and he's not an elected official, has never been an elected official, is only yeah. a Democrat because he says that's who I vote for. And that's who his well, uncle, Kennedy. his uncles were. Yeah. Yeah. But there's 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 Kennedy's that are Republicans. Um, but oh. elected officials currently, any of them that you think are not. Um, I can't are, think of any. And there may be some, but I can't think of any offhand. And by the way, I want to point out that uh, our current president has refused protection for Robert Kennedy Jr. when both of his uncles were assassinated. And I think that's pretty poor. Should all the nephews of uh, who were assassinated 50 years ago have have uh, security brought to them by the Secret president. Service? Is he, is, he running for pres- is he running for president? Last I heard he was. Yeah, he's seeking the nomination in the Democratic Party. Do you think everybody yeah, who's... Do you think everybody who's seeking the nomination should have secret secret service coverage? If if they're if they're 
at a certain threshold of of polling and and uh progress yeah. i think so okay. yeah me too me too and he's not so that's probably why uh, right? I mean, he's not by your own standard. He's not. He's, just uh, not, he's uh, not even close. He's not even I don't close. Know what, to... are. what are the numbers? His numbers, or what should what should yeah. the standard be? What are his numbers? Uh, less than ten percent inside the Democratic Party alone. So, mm -hmm. well, let's yeah. see what happens. Let's see. Let's see how it changes. What do you think the the number should be? Oh, 50 percent or above. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Likely, likely nominee. That kind of thing. Uh, I mean, for all kinds of for all kinds of reasons, not 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 most uh, not not least in significance, the serious amount of disruption that it takes for a human being to have to function under Secret Service protection. It is <laughs> if you've ever seen it happen. I've had friends that work for the Secret Service, man, everywhere they go, it is, right. you know, take over, clear right. out. It's the, the costs I mean, are extreme. The, the rip. Sure. Yeah, all well, they can turn it down too. In some cases, they can say, "No, I don't. I don't want it. I don't yeah, need it." Yeah, I, th I think I think Jimmy Carter doesn't have Secret Service protection anymore because even former presidents, after a certain point, it expires. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, strange, strange thing to be bothered by the Bidens about, but I can see just you know bothered by bothered by the Bidens about everything. Barack Obama, same thing. Like when Obama was president, did it did it feel to you like it was a like the country was horrible for the eight years because for 12, uh, 11 of 16 years, there's been Democrats in control of the white house. Mm -hmm. Has the world been horrible? Uh, are, are, are the things you've described that are going to happen if Democrats are in charge, has any of that happened? Has there been anything at all you can point to in the last 16 years and been like, this is what I'm talking about. This is the problem that I think they present. And you can go all the way back to 2008. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's been plenty of things uh, <clears throat> that I didn't like that Obama did. And, uh, you know, I'd have to kind of like think about it a little bit to yeah. name off a bunch. But no, I mean, um, I, I, I mean, Obama campaigned on transforming America. Yeah. So my question is, if, if you love something, why do you want to see it transformed? Yeah. Doesn't, I, doesn't make every, sense. Doesn't every president say, didn't Donald Trump say that the, um, the, the national I, nightmare is now over the new America is now, I mean, that's the whole thing of the new Republic, all, all that that's, classic language that people use. I mean, I think it's nonsense language. I don't, I don't think any politician should ever use it just to, because I think it's bad rhetoric, but that's not outstanding in, in any way. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't remember any told me regularly on in text, how much you think the Ameri United States of America now is like a third world country, right? I mean, you've expressed mm -hmm. that and expressed it here. Totally. Yep. And I've said like, you know, in my little winky way, like, I mean, Hey, Love it or leave up. it, buddy. Love it or leave it. You know, <laughs> well, that's what we said when, you know, everybody, all the Democrats uh, threatened to leave the country when Trump got elected. I know. That's why that's why I was that's why I was using that, because that's uh -huh. I mean, that's a classic thing that people say is, hey, this is America now. And if you don't like it, then just get out. But other people are like, no, I don't want these people's policies to be 
running the thing. I want to transform these areas of American society that the government has control over into these ways. Look, I just think that that is fundamentally fair. But you, I think you think that that means something different. What do you think it means when you heard Obama say, we're going to talk about transformational change in America. I want to be a transformational president in the image of Ronald Reagan, who was also a transformational president term. You know, that was used for that. But, no, that, that, that's uh, what he meant. That's what he meant by transform America. That's that's he, those are the quotes that people use all the time. That's what he, he was talking invoked, about. He invoked Ronald Reagan when he yeah. said that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Oh, it used to drive it used to drive the progressives wow. crazy, man. I mean, they would just go out of their minds like, uh, yeah. yeah, but but, but when you when you hear Obama say that, what does that conjure in your mind? Oh, boy. I mean, what what it sounds like to me is that uh it's this it's invoking this idea of changing transforming fundamentally uh the foundation of the country see i don't hear people like obama and and democrats and liberals and progressives and what i call marxists uh praising the founders i never hear i never hear you i never hear others praising the people who founded this country i never hear um praising the Declaration of Independence. I never hear praising of the Constitution, really, unless uh, it's being weaponized against Trump. So, um, <laughs> well, you know, yeah. once in well, a while. So those are things that when I when I hear someone like Obama say, I'm going to transform the country, I say, why does it need to be transformed? We need actually what we need is to go back to the foundation and the founding. And what and what the country was founded upon, which was rather what, than what what which, was the what, country in your mind? What was the country found? Because I had this conversation with some Vivek uh, supporters at the RNC, and I was trying yeah. to ask them because they yeah. walked around with a 1776 flags, like the one you have hanging behind you, and we're calling for a 70, 1776. And I said, "Oh, you guys want to go way back? What was it about 1776? Oh, you go way back? You guys want to go back to 16 whatever 16." Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, that's that good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, we're yeah, the, we're not the sixteen eleven, the fourteen ninety one project. Um, yeah. When you have a seventeen seventy six flag there, with only some states, not all the states, on it, because that's the number of states that there were. What's in your mind about there weren't states? They were only colonies. Only colonies. Yeah. Um, but at at the at the founding, they were uh, at the revolution time of the revolution. They were now starting to declare those as independent from from england so the the relationship here was a federation of states so w what is it that you see in 1776 yeah that we don't have now that you want to get back to what what is yeah. it be, because you know what people watching this that i know are going to be thinking was oh that was the time when only some people could vote that was a time when slave holding was driving the economy that was a time when land ownership was only offered to certain people that was a time like so i don't think that's what you mean but no. what what do you mean when you say there was something in 1776 that was the vision and that's what we need to get back to? We don't need to transform America for the future. We need to return it to the past, if, if I have that right. I think that's what I'm hearing you say. Oh, my gosh. I, I love the way you uh, you rephrase things. Okay, so your first question Seriously, to me was that, was that not on? Was that not what you were saying? Did, did I get it wrong? Yeah, you you're okay. you're kind of 
couching things a little differently. Okay, okay. So your first question to me was, what was the country founded on that we need to embrace? And it's one word, literally one word, liberty. Okay. Liberty. And what I see the Democrat party doing right now, who is, is basically a, a monopolistic party that has become a Marxist party, what they want to do is return us to tyranny. And the revolution was all about getting away from the tyranny. In fact, if you read the constitution, uh, which I've started to do, which I, you know, honestly, I, I, I'm kind of ashamed of myself and embarrassed that um, I never really read this very much. And I, I need to, I need to really study it and read it and understand it much better than, than I ever have. Um, and it's kind of a shame that, you know, we weren't taught this stuff in school and it's probably even worse now. I don't think anybody, anybody's really being taught this in the government schools anymore. But if you read the constitution, what you see is that the founders, they have a whole number of grievances yeah. that they list. Who are the grievances against? Yeah. The King for sure. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. The King of England. Yeah. Who, and who's was, the, who, who's the King now? Like what's the tyranny now as you see it? Who's the King? If you're, if you're saying that we're now in a situation where we need that Liberty from a tyrant, right. who's the right. tyrant? The tyrant is Joe Biden and the Democrat party. I mean, everything that you guys accuse Trump of doing and being, you guys are actually doing. Like what? What do you think? Of? Like what, what comes to mind? Like mandates. Like if you don't get a shot, you will lose your job. Who, who, who loses their job if they don't get a shot? That's, that's what Biden was, was for. Until you the mean Supreme federal, empl federal employees needed to have vaccination. Th yeah. That was it. That do, was... do you think then, I mean, just extrapolating this I forward, do you think everyone should get the shot? And if you don't get the shot, you're not an American. You're not patriotic. You're not doing your part. And companies started to demand that their employees get vaccinated or else, or you will be fired. No company ever fight unless it was a medical, like if you had to be vaccinated to have a, a role in a hospital. But those are true of many vaccinations that have been around for a whole long, long time. Like that's not so. OK, I, 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 I don't want to get into covid mandates uh, mm -hmm. here, but if it, I just want to make sure I'm hearing you right, mm -hmm. you're equating. Federal employee requirements in certain jobs to have a certain vaccination regiment with the tyranny of the demand for the freedom of the United States from England. Joe Biden said, everybody will, first he said, I'm not going to mandate the shot. Yes. And then he changed it. And he said, pretty much I'm going to mandate the shot. And no, if he you're didn't, not, he didn't say, and there's no pretty much mandating Casey, seriously, man, this is like, this is the difference is that, Trump, uh, Biden saying, look, Americans, it would just help all of us get out of the pandemic if we could all be vaccinated and move on. It, and there being a federal mandate for federal employees in certain jobs to have to have a vaccination regiment, which is true across a lot of federal roles and military roles. They're vaccinated for all kinds of things. Right. To say that oh, this one vaccine 
is now paramount to tyranny. I just have to tell you, that is so hard to take seriously. That's just one example. I, then you got all the executive orders that Biden has done. Like, You've got giving the, the student debt, uh, going against the Supreme Court, just completely ignoring the Supreme Court. I mean, I, I could just go on and on and on. It's just well, I would love, buddy. I w- I've told you this over and over. I mean, I, I always, you know, I'm sending this all the time to you. Like, please go on and on. Please, please, please. Or any Republicans watching, I beg of you to go on and on. Please tell me because I don't get it. Like, I, I understand that there's policy differences, and I understand that executive orders are debatable. I complained about them like crazy when Trump used them. I complained about them when Obama used them. I complain about them when Biden uses them. I don't think it's the primary way we should move forward. But I need your help in understanding how that is tyranny. Like this playing of words, 1776, revolutions, throw it all off, the tyranny of the man, equating that with a period of time when the United States fought a revolutionary war to be an independent nation— and saying now we don't have liberty in America, th- this is what I mean, that it's just really hard without some data. And I'm begging you. And look, you can send it. You can send articles. You know, I read all of them. Send whatever. I would love a long list of the tyranny. Oh, yeah. I've got it. I've got it. I just didn't come prepared with the no, long list. Fair enough. Today, but- fair enough. Yeah, we, we didn't. I, we just sort of we just sort of rabbit hole down this topic. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad I'm not- yeah, no, and I'm glad that you brought up about the military because that's that's a that's a big one for me uh, to to mandate that every member of the U.S. military be vaccinated or else, or yeah. you will be dishonorably discharged. Yeah, yeah, that's wrong. That that's an example of tyranny right there. Of, of any vaccines, polio vaccine. No, 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 no. Oh, this one, only this one. Yeah. Because it's experimental, it's unproven, and it's experimental, and people have the right to say, "I don't want experiments who, done on my who, body." Who gets who gets to decide which ones should be chosen and which ones should be mandated? Well, I, I mean, I think there's uh, somebody in the government can do that because there's uh, you know there's like the Department of that, Health, like the Department of Health would be a governmental agency that should do that. I mean, I think we need to cut most of the government agencies out, but, um, but yeah, somebody can, can somebody can make that decision. Yeah. But to say that this one in particular um, had to be uh, when someone objects to it on religious grounds or on ethical grounds or moral grounds, and they have a reason and they, they state their case and the government says, Nope, doesn't matter. Uh, we're going to discharge you. Dishon- and I know of people that were dishonorably discharged because they refused the vaccine. The vaccine, And in a time when we're having trouble recruiting, we're not meeting our recruiting goals for the military. Yeah. Why, why did that happen after four years of Trump building up the military? If we just lost, how, what percentage of our military did we lose because people refused the vaccine? It was a pretty, yeah. pretty high percentage. We, we can't afford that. When we get people like uh, you think the primary reason for recruit, you're saying that the primary reason for recruiting struggles is the mandate of the COVID vaccine. No, I didn't say that. Oh. I said at a time when we're having trouble yeah, meeting recruitment goals, gotcha. gotcha. We kick people out for not taking the vaccine. Sure, that's tyranny. 
I guess we have What's a different. In- I guess we have a different definition of the word tyranny. A government mandate, which there are many, especially for someone who wants a job working for the federal government in a volunteer military force or any volunteer employment, which is the only thing we have. There's no subjugation in the United States. It's all voluntary mm-hmm. jobs. To take a job in which there's a requirement, and to call that requirement tyranny. That's a place of great difference. So this is super helpful for me because if tyranny is that loosely defined as unagreed upon government mandates, because that's what it sounds like you're saying. Listen, listen to this argument. Okay. Let me explain it a little better. Okay. You sign up for the military, you volunteer and you understand what the requirements are before you go in because they explain it and you sign something and you, you voluntary voluntarily do this. And you go in with one understanding of what the requirements are. And while you're there, after the fact, they change the rules. And they say, oh, by the way, we're changing the rules. Now we have another requirement that goes against your personal convictions. And you don't have a choice. That's a difference. That's changing the rules. I mean, if we're playing cards... And I decide to change the rules while we're playing cards. You you cry foul. You go, wait a minute. You can't do that. We need to end this game and start a new game if you're going to change the rules. So you're, again, and I know it's irritating to you when I do this, but if we just extend that argument to anything else, pick something else. Let's say there's a chemical or biological weapon that's going to be used by an adversary, and the government's like, if you take these precautions, this vaccine, wear this garments, do, do these things, then that's going to keep our that's going to keep our military force safe. You're saying no, that will always be, um, should always be uh, freedom of choice because that's not the deal we made when I joined the military. It, because that is the argument you're making, that you can't put additional requirements on military personnel after they've enlisted, because that would be breaking the rules like in a card game. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think in this particular situation, it was wrong. Other situations, you could talk hypothetical stuff all you want. In this particular situation, because of the nature of this particular vaccine and some of the things that went along with it, I don't think that it was yeah. okay. the so, right so, thing. So it's fundamentally you disagree with this vaccine and that's yeah. what makes it feel like it's tyranny. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And and that's just one example. I've got lots of other examples uh, that we can talk about. I mean, and, we'll, and let's do a whole episode in two weeks. Let's do a whole episode on the tier. Let, let's do a tier in your episode. Gas stoves. We can't have uh, ceiling fans. We're going to have to have solar ceiling fans. And Fair who knows look, what look, else. Dude, if, if, if the let's argument is, on on. if the argument is fundamental libertarianism and having, having there not be, government mandates on things we i would love that conversation funny well, enough, it gets you, you know that is not a donald trump thing so it's not we don't even have to talk about trump around any of that that would be refreshing there have been yeah as soon as the guy stops threatening shoplifters no. with execution <laughs> we yeah. should get to that and as soon as yeah. he's not the the presumptive nominee of the republican party Dude, I have longed for the day where we could stop talking about Donald Trump. Uh, but until okay, that day, well, Vote Common Good will keep doing its work. So donate at votecommongood.com.
Uh, all right. Uh, can, can we watch the videos? Are you ready? Yeah, just one um, last thing I want to mention. Yeah. There, there's a fundamental difference when we talk Republicans and Democrats, and, and I don't even like to frame it in that way. I, I think it's really more about uh, patriots uh, versus uh, Marxists, okay? So the founding fathers really did not believe in a government that was going to mandate and control. They believed in a government that was that was to serve the people. And I think that's where we have this fundamental difference, Doug, is that I think you, you and others like you, uh, progressives and Marxists believe that the government is supposed to control, mandate, con- you know, um, run things that we're and and we're supposed to be dependent on the government and the founding fathers said no the government should be small the government should only do what is necessary and the government should uh only be as as big as necessary to serve its purpose and the government should serve the people not the other way, way around and now what's becoming more and more prevalent in our country is that we the people are at the service of the government not the other way around yeah, I hear you. That well-stated classic libertarian argument's been around a long time. That was, that. that was the founders. It was. I'm one, not it, making- was, it was some of the founders. Fair enough. It was some, didn't come up with this. It, yes, they John did. Adams, it, Thomas Jefferson came well, up with this. Yeah, they're libertarians, and there were others founders who had a very different view, and that all gets negotiated up. Fair enough. I I I I do always want to ask my libertarian friends, and I'll count you in that esteemed group. You're mostly sure. meaning the federal government, right? Mostly, but not totally. Yeah. yeah. Because the argument, libertarian argument is the states, not the federal government. Mm-hmm. But then my I, libertarian I friends, when they get to the what states, happened? then they say, well, this shouldn't be the state. It should be smaller form of government. And you keep going smaller until they get to the point where there should be no one from any government agency. No, no. Okay. Well, let's let's let, let's have a whole libertarian yeah, conversation. Okay. It's truly of you, have to have, you have to have some government. You know, I'm not for of course no government. Yeah. 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 So just not government fine. telling you to do things you yeah. Don't what want kind of like buy? Yeah. What kind of stove I can have? Uh, what kind of shots I should have in my arm? Yeah, I don't think that's the government's role. About the food system, should they control have controls and demands on the way our food is grown, transported, refrigerated, and delivered? <laughs> okay, I'm just uh, saying. Once you start in this conversation, we we're gonna because I know people to, want to shut down the FDA. There has to be limits, and and one of the okay. things that the government should be Fair limiting. Li- listen. One of the things that the government should be limiting when we're talking about food is our number one geopolitical enemy should not be able to buy up our farmland. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And we should stop funding those farmers, right? We get with gov- federal government dollars. Oh, 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 oh again. Uh, no, oh. we do want federal dollars to be going to our country's farmers though. Right. Because we don't want to have to set, we want to sell our food around the world at a cheaper cost than it costs to raise it because that's how we compete with our geopolitical enemies. That's a, okay. If we don't have fear, if we don't have farmers, we won't have food. 
Fair enough. But we're going well, to choose to interfere on certain crops by underwriting them at the federal government level and not let free markets dictate. We're going to control it at the federal level. So through farm subsidies to keep the price of certain crops low so that we can control from what countries other nations are buying their crops. That's okay, right? That's, um, let's, let's just leave that as a rhetorical question because this truly is where it goes. I mean, look, we can do a whole thing on the farm bill and how it is that all the libertarians who line up behind the farm bill all of a sudden lose their libertarian attitudes. And I'm glad oh, they do. Exceptions. I am thrilled that they do. I'm thrilled that they do that. I'm not calling them hypocrites. I'm just saying, welcome. Nice to see you. Yeah, right. Hey, all right. We, right, we have a right. couple of videos. We have a couple of videos. Uh, you picked one. I picked one. Do you want to show yours first and you want to set it up? This is the one with Garland. Um, oh, sure. Because sure. this really sits at the heart of like the... You and I do this thing, which I think a lot of people who watch this probably do with their own friends, where we're like, you're the one doing the, you know, the the hokey dance. And I'm like, no, you're the one doing the hokey dance. And so it's like, I mean, I will say clear as a bell. Donald Trump has been convicted of crimes. And he's uh, indicted for 91 further crimes. And convicted? Yes. What's he been convicted of? Fraud in New York, uh, sexual assault of E. Jean Carroll, defaming E. Jean Carroll. These are all oh, charges that he lost, and he's paying millions of dollars in punitive fines. I'm just wait, saying, wait, 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 wait. So that's a civil case, though. That's not a criminal case. Civil crimes are crimes. Civil cases are not different than criminal cases. They're crimes. When, when someone's charged with a civil crime, it's a crime. I mean, look, I'm telling you, you don't want to have your county government, your city government, your state government file civil charges against you. Of course. It's a crime. You don't get to dodge Donald Trump is a convicted criminal because you say, well, that was in the court by which it was civil. I mean, you can. I'm not telling you what to do, but it's just the fact. Now well, you're the legal Doug, you're yeah, the one that I'm, went I'm, to pre law. I'm pretending to be a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then, I didn't, um, I didn't go to law school. I don't know anything about the law. And then 91, uh, uh, currently 91 charges. Joe Biden, right. zero convictions of anything, no charges, no charges. Okay. So yep. uh, there, there we go. There we go. Witch hunt against Joe Biden is <laughs> what we're going to see here because they said truly, Donald Trump said to McCarthy, you need to impeach Biden because we need to say to people. I thought I got to set up the video. Presidents get impeached. No, I'm setting up the context. And then you have this video, and now you have this video, and it says what? Okay, so this is uh, our esteemed Attorney General Merrick Garland being asked a question about the Hunter Biden investigation and whether or not he had contact with the FBI. Okay. Let's take a look. Here we go. From Louisiana, Mr. Johnson. Thank you. <clears throat> Mr. Weiss, the rule of law does <clears throat> distinguish our country, but you have not 
upheld that, you have allowed the rule of law to erode. And that's why 65% of the people in this country have no faith in the Department of Justice under your leadership. They don't trust it. They don't trust you. The reason is because they're witnessing every day a politicized Justice Department in a two-tiered system of justice. For example, they see the DOJ, of course, aggressively prosecuting President Biden's chief political rival, Mr. Trump. Well, at the same time, they see slow walking and special treatment given to the president's son. That's just a fact that everybody can see with their own two eyes. I want to focus on that investigation of the Biden family. We have many important questions for you today about that. Let me, let me just get right to the chase. Has anyone from the White House provided direction at any time to you personally or to any senior officials at the DOJ regarding how the Hunter Biden investigation was to be carried out? No. Have you had personal contact with anyone at FBI headquarters about the Hunter Biden investigation? Uh, I, don't re I, don't, I don't recollect the answer to that question, but the FBI works for the Justice Department. It's, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You don't, recollect, you don't recollect whether you've talked with anybody at FBI headquarters about an investigation of the president's son? I, I don't believe that I did. I promised the Senate when I came um, before it for confirmation that I would leave Mr. Weiss in place and that I would not interfere with his investigation. Okay, did I you ever... Kept, I have kept that promise. All right. Have you had personal contact with anybody at the Baltimore field office on the Hunter Biden matter? No. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So, th so there we are. Um, what's your take? Okay. So... Um, you know, when, when someone's asked a question, you know, if they're going to answer the question honestly, they usually don't hesitate, especially if it's a yes or no question. Yes or no question. Did you have contact? Have you had any contact with the FBI at headquarters? And it's a yes or no question. And if someone in having to decide whether they're going to answer the question yes or no says that they respond like this uh well uh um i mean that's a telltale sign right there that they're lying and then if you honestly don't remember the answer yes or no, then you don't usually say, I, I don't recollect the answer to that question. You say, I don't remember. You don't say, I don't recollect the answer. That's just a weird way to answer a question, a yes or no question. It's, it's almost like he knew what the answer was and someone told him what the answer was or he read it somewhere and then he says, I don't recollect what that answer is to that question. Very strange. And of course, what's being asked is, you know, what the concern is. And, you know, again, this isn't just me. This isn't just Donald Trump. This is lots of other people out there that are saying something doesn't smell right here with this Hunter Biden investigation. I mean, he's... <laughs> He, he supposedly lied on a gun form five years ago. They intentionally let uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The, um, I forgot the legal term already. 
uh, statute of limitation run out on several of the crimes. And I mean, I guarantee you that if you or I did that, it wouldn't have taken five years to get to this point. And so the question is, what is going on? How? So not only are they going after their political opponent, they're also covering for the president's son. And it's becoming so obvious now that this is going on that they honestly, they can't deny it anymore. Oh, they do deny it. Okay, Casey, here's, here's my take on that. The question that <clears throat> the representative from Louisiana asked was, have you had any contact with any personnel at the FBI about the Hunter Biden case? This is the attorney general of the United States who oversees the FBI. The right. number of conversations that he has had with people on a variety of issues that he has a special prosecutor in place. Of course, there have been many conversations about all this. It was an ill-worded question that the attorney general took a moment to try to answer it as specifically as he could in light of the fact of the absurdly general question asked about if the attorney general has had contact with leadership in the FBI. So what he said was, okay, that exact answer, I, I can't even answer that. My read of this was, here's a man trying to be considerate to a representative of the people of Louisiana and said, look, here's what it boils down to. I am not interfering in that investigation in any way. Subtext, your question, did I talk to the leadership of the FBI? Can I just pause for a minute and let there be a little dramatic pause on that question? That's what I read in this. And look, if you want to impugn the, reput the, rep uh, the, the reputation of the head of the Justice Department, totally you're right. And if you want to do it because you're inferring from a pause and then saying, well, that's clearly a lie. He clearly didn't know what he was supposed to say. He answers the question before it. Did you do this? No. The question after it, did you do this? No. Why would he? What? No, I'm, I'm demolishing your point. Because the question that he asked, because the question that he asked, Casey, cannot be a yes and no. It, because the implication of it, the implication of the question had to be nuanced in the answer. That's no. why. No. Because no. The, 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 look, the attorney, the attorney general he, he is never. The, he either talked to the FBI about the investigation or he didn't. And I think if I were the attorney general, I would remember if I'd had a conversation about the president's son, Hunter, Hunter no, Biden. No, that's not the question he asked. Look, okay. It's not the question he asked him. But again, if you want to claim there's the lie, and, and, I, and you know I've been joking you just nonstop about this for a year and a half. Like, where, when are we ever going to get to the point where all this, like, there's smoke, there's smoke, there's smoke. I'm like, you know what I think it is? I think it's fog. I don't think there's any smoke at all. I think these are like people that can't tell the difference between a foggy day and a smoky day. So... Look, if that's if that's it, I'm not going to try to dissuade you. Just my response, and I've watched it three times, is watching what I'm implying, watching his mind be like, that question under oath is not a question that I should be saying yes or no to because I'm under oath. I need to deconstruct the question and answer the question that should have been asked. You think well, why didn't he answer it 
that way. Why uh, didn't he say that? Uh, I think he, he said. He, I think he said he, precisely that. He said the. He, here's what he said. I don't recollect the answer to that specific question, but I will say this: the FBI reports to the Attorney General, and then he was interrupted. So he started to say the FBI reports to the Attorney General. I think he was going to go on to say, therefore, I speak to them on many matters. But did I interfere in this? Because that's the inference in the question. No, that's what he said. So look, if that's what you got, okay. And, and if your assumption is the guy is guilty and again, thousands of other people are in on this cover-up conspiracy to get Trump and to get Biden hunting free, Biden hunting free. Uh, okay, fair enough. All right, can I, can I show you my clips or do you want to do you want to talk about this a little longer? Well, let me just let me just make a final uh, thing on that. Um, I just I think it's it's pretty obvious what's going on here and his answer and the way he answered the question confirms what many of us are suspecting and seeing, and that is. Hunter Biden is getting special treatment here, and it's pretty obvious. Because how many other people have been convicted in Delaware or federally of filling out a form and lying on it for buying a gun? How many? Oh, I know that figure right off the top of my head. Zero. You know the number off the top of your head. It's never been prosecuted as a a standalone crime. Nope, not once. In Delaware or other every state? Delaware or federally. It's only ever been used as an enhancement, as an enhancement charge for some other charge. No, he's, he's going to be the only guy. And look, as somebody's, you know, I joked with you about this, as somebody who's really glad that we're going to start cracking down on people buying guns, I couldn't be happier. But I'm just saying, yeah, if you want to talk special treatment, and I don't care, I don't care about Hunter Biden. I don't care what Hunter Biden has done in his addictions. I don't care who Hunter, I don't care about Hunter Biden and his behavior any more than I care about any Donald of the Trump, Trump kids or yeah, any, of the, right. any of the Trump kids. I do not care. In fact, oh I've God. never brought any of Let them up. Let me ask you this question. If Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump Jr. committed a crime that was tied to their father, that had something to do with their father or their father's organization, would you care? Would not care for the least truly Casey I could not care any less do I care about Jared Kushner because he was actually a government authority because he had a government position after he finally got his clear his his uh, security clearances straightened out yeah I care about what what that guy did because he was a government official do I care well, do you- about any non-government official at all nope but you know what? So else he's, not, he's not a he's not an official. He's not a government official. Donald Trump's behavior when he was president is what I care about. And the fact that he's still called Mr. President, the fact that he still carries the title of the former president of the United States. I care a lot about the crimes that that guy commits because he's running for office. If if Don Jr., or Tiffany decides to run for office, I would care what their background is. I would care if they were caught up in frauds and all the rest. Totally. Hunter Biden wants to run. But again, you folks have decided there's a crime family 
and and here's my view, and I've expressed it before, so I don't think this is a surprise. You all think that the number, because they've done polling on this, the number one attribute that Joe Biden has and why people like him is they think he's a good family man. So Republicans decided to rip away anything they could on the family. Now, you may not believe it, but I know it's true. All right, can I show you my clips? Sure. All right, uh, these are very short. This was Donald Trump today, or, or this weekend in California. And it's little super cuts of his, of his speech. So there's three things he says that I find uh, worthy of our conversation. One is he mocks Nancy Pelosi's husband who was beaten at his door by a hammer by a person who said he was there because Donald Trump told him that these people were evil. That's the testimony of the man who was arrested of this, of this charge, that he beat, he beat uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband with a hammer. And the man still has physical problems. So Trump brings that up, I think, in mocking tones, tones and continues to mock the fact that the man was hurt. And then he brings up the part about shooting shoplifters. And then he brings up the part about uh, prosecuting your political enemies, this being the guy who literally said, lock her up. And literally said to his own attorney general, you should press charges against Joe Biden in 2020 before the election. Uh, and then he's he's crass. So warning, if you have kids around that you don't want to hear talking like the former president. All right. So you ready, Casey? So those are the three. Here they are. And we'll stand up to crazy Nancy Pelosi who ruined San Francisco. How's her husband doing, by the way? Anybody know? And she's against building a wall at our border, even though she has a wall around her house, which obviously didn't do a very good job. Some people. And we will immediately stop all of the pillaging and theft. Very simply, if you rob a store, you can fully expect to be shot as you are leaving that store. Shot. But if you become president and you don't like somebody, or if somebody's beating you by 10, 15, or 20 points, like we're doing with crooked Joe Biden, let's indict the motherfucker. Let's indict. All right. Uh, kind of a greatest hits from over the weekend uh, from Donald Trump. How do you feel about well, all that? Well, yeah, let me, let me uh, share a couple thoughts. And I know that I do the same thing, but I don't, I don't think it's fair to cherry pick, you know, these, these speeches, um, uh, you know, it's better to re to watch the whole speech and to, to take everything in context. We, we pull these things out, you know, and there's no context for what's going on. So, um, and I do it too. I admit it. Um, and I got one that I don't know if we'll have time for, but, uh, with Biden, but, you know, it's easy to, to pull out these things and, and make someone look really bad by just pulling out one or two or three, you know, things out of a whole, you know, two hour long speech. So that's my first thought. Um, my second thought is um, as far as the, uh, the first thing that he says about Nancy Pelosi, she did ruin the state of San Francisco or state city of San Francisco. I sound like Joe Biden now. Uh, <laughs> or Trump saying he's going to get us yeah. in World War II. 
so you know uh she that's a that's a true statement and it's and it's getting worse and it seems like you know whoever's the mayor of san francisco you know they they ruin that city and then they move on to higher positions so that they can ruin states and, and countries but anyways um and then you know he he talks about the a very you know uh valid point which is you know she's all for walls when it's protecting her but not yeah. when it's protecting the country yeah, yeah. So it's kind yeah. of a hypocritical thing to, to be like i i'm rich i live in a gated community i don't want undesirable people you know um getting into my backyard but um you know the country's different so i, I think that's a point well taken and then he, he makes the point about um the husband and i you know maybe it's mocking maybe it's not but uh you know he he asks how he's doing he did uh, so, so, so so literally casey you're gonna sit there straight faced as a dear friend of mine and say i think donald trump asked that sincerely believing that he just wanted to check in with the crowd there and see how an 82 year old man with blade brain bleeds is doing really i don't know probably not you're probably right yeah but i think he was mocking uh, an 82 year old man who was beaten by one of yeah, by a that old story. in his own in his own house that's what he was doing okay fine okay but th there's a lot more to that story that hasn't been talked about so like he's a gay lover uh, that, that that part is that the, is that the part you're thinking about? uh who knows who, who knows it's kind of a strange well, the whole story was a little strange yeah it was and if you watch any of the footage and of course they won't release the mugshot you know of his dui and i mean the whole that whole thing was just weird but i i wish him well and i hope he's doing okay yeah, and i don't sure. think trump should be mocking people i i don't like that yeah but it happens in politics and you know, yeah, I, I'm yeah, sure they all, do, they, they all do it. Yeah, that's all it is. Just they all. Yeah. Do it. I, well, Biden's done it. I'm going to be snarky on this for a minute. They all mock the husbands of their political rivals when they're beaten with hammers. That's just a thing they do. Nancy Pelosi is his political rival. He said we are going to stop Nancy Pelosi. The whole point of talking about it was she's our enemy. We are going to stop her. That's what. And then he said, "How's her husband you doing?" By the way, our enemy, and we're going to stop Trump. What's yes, wrong with and, saying? Then if I, and then if I mocked an injury of one of those people by someone who was a Democratic supporter and said, oh, yeah, yeah, how's, you know, how's Melania's grandma doing after somebody went and whacked her in the head? Th that is not what people do. You know why there's no examples of that? Because that is not something people do. That is not normal. Hey, in politics, things get a little rough. I'm just saying, look, I'm glad to hear you say you shouldn't do it. I certainly wish yeah. you wouldn't do it. I don't like but this it. is, I, let's not normalize this, at least from my angle. Let's not normalize this as, oh, this is just what the kids do when they're running for public office, former presidents of the United States. How's her, how's her husband doing, by the way? Huh? huh? How's that? Do you know back in the head? Other people do it. It's no big deal. And especially if Democrats do it, it's, it's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't. Okay. What about the shoplifting and they should be shot when they're leaving the store? Right. He didn't say that. Do you literally want me to replay it? Yeah, replay it. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can. And we'll stand up to crazy Nancy Pelosi who ruins some people. And we will immediately stop all of the pillaging and theft. Very simply, if you rob a store, you can fully rob expect 
to be shot as you are leaving that store. Okay, well, there you go. He did, you not say, store, he did not say if you're shoplifting, you will be shot. He, he said shoplifting is robbing. Shoplifting is robbing a store. What he was talking about, to your context of watching the whole clip, I'd be glad to watch all of it with you, is the shoplifting and the pillaging. That's what he was talking about. That's why he says the robbery and the pillaging, if you rob a store. But if you want to say, oh, no, this is only other kind of robbing, are you good with someone robbing a store, whatever you mean by that, when they're leaving to be shot? What I will say, Doug, is that crime is out of control in this country, and and you should know that. Everybody's starting to figure this out, and especially in Democrat-run cities, it is out of control. It is outrageous. Stores are closing. Target, how many hundreds of stores has have have Target and Walgreens, and I forget who all the Nordstrom. They're closing stores because of this stuff. Okay, and again, your point is that they've been they've been they've been robbed by armed robbery or they've been shoplifted. Okay, so that's the, I'm glad that you made that distinction because shoplifting and armed robbery are two different things. Yes, but the thing you're describing now, stores are closing because crime is out of control is shoplifting. That's what Target, that's what Walgreens, that's what CVS has said. That's what Trump was talking about. So you can't make the argument crime via stores shutting down is out of control. We have to do something and then say, but Trump wasn't talking about that crime when he said we're going to do something about it. And plain and simple, if you rob a store, you'll be shot when you're leaving. Look, again, to have to parse this guy's words like this, and it's easy to do, but the plain answer to these actual words not not when did he pause? What was the hymn and the haw? The words are, I'm going to invoke a policy by which you can shoot someone when they're leaving. Now, I'll just tell you, I don't think there should ever be legality around shooting a person when they're leaving a store having stolen something. Look, if they have a gun in their hand and have turned their back and are walking out that door and you shoot them in the back, there is not a jurisdiction in this country where that's justified. And Donald Trump is saying not only will that be justified, apparently other pillaging. I mean, talk about a strange word use, but whatever. So, look, the guy's not hard to understand. He's not desirable to listen to for some of us, but he's not hard to understand. And the Fox News stories are saying Trump says shoplifters should be like, okay, so if, if that's the argument, uh, we should like watch the whole, we should we should watch your different things. And I think <clears throat> now, just like you, you put words in Merrick Garland's mouth. Yeah. You know, I can do this with Trump a little bit. Yeah. The point he's trying to make is that we should not have this going on in our country. Why is this going on? Do you believe, Doug, that we should just normalize? this kind of pillaging and rioting and smashing windows and smashing grab and shoplifting and, and excusing it all and saying, it's okay. You know, as long as they don't steal more than $900 worth of stuff, um, <clears throat> it's fine. Should this be normal in the United States? Of course not. Oh, okay. So what's the answer? Not shooting people is part of the answer. 
Look, look, this is pretty simple, Casey. If you want to take this seriously, if you want to be a law enforcement boosting person, no police officer wants a situation where they go into a store where there's been a shoplifter and there's private security or a shop owner with a gun who is saying, I should shoot people. No one thinks this is a good idea. So whatever our answer is going to be to crime that's happening at shoplifting, and I even have a Google search on my phone about why are all of the like toothpaste and like facial creamers all locked up at CVS? It's because the stuff people are stealing is that stuff, which is just weird in its own right. So I don't know. Stuff. They're stealing big stuff. They're stealing small stuff. Dude, I'm just telling you, you've been to a CVS, Walgreens, Target, so have I. The strange collection of things that are now locked up is yeah, just it's bizarre. Just but the bizarre. answer, the answer is not, and I would I would challenge any person of good conscience or good faith to not support a candidate who believes the answer to that situation is to shoot people. Okay, but let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. If a shop owner owns a shop and he's robbed at gunpoint you know the guy comes in with a gun and he says give me all the money in the register and the shop owner says no i have a gun okay eve does the shop owner have the right to defend himself and defend his shop they, the shop owner should and yeah. does have the right to protect themselves from harm. If okay. The, so if the he, armed robber has turned and leaving the store, the shop owner does not have the right what if, what to shoot if he, and kill the person. I, I was literally on a trial that was very similar to this of a person who was robbing another person and the whole deal. And the law here, which is consistent with the law in other places, is as soon as you are out of harm's way, you now do not get to use a defense of bodily harm because we don't want vigilantes shooting people while they're leaving a store. We don't want want vigilantes robbing stores. Like of course not. The fact that you've, you're, you're look, had, had Donald Trump never said this and you and I were sitting around and we were chit chatting it up. And I'm like, hey, I was just thinking, do you think a shop owner should be encouraged or maybe laws should be changed so that they could shoot someone when they're leaving the store after shoplifting? I know Mm -hmm. Casey well enough to say Casey Franklin would say no. Mm -hmm. And I've got to tell you, I think the only reason you're making this argument right now is because Donald Trump just said that. So now you're in a position where you're having to defend an argument that no one wants to defend. And this is the thing. That just happens over and over. And look, if I do it with Biden, if if my support of Biden or my support of another candidate, all of a sudden I'm like, well, now I've got to defend that argument that they just made, even though I don't actually agree with it. I hope you will say to me, you don't have to. It's fine. Just say, look, Trump's wrong about that. I can give you a long list of things I think Biden's wrong about. Glad to. The, the idea that this man... And this is the fundamental key that I've been, you know, for seven years trying to untangle. Why do good people then end up defending this guy like they're in some kind of a domestic abuse relationship where no matter what their spouse does, 
they're oh going to defend it. Oh but that's what it feels like to me. And, hey, hey, and I'm not ask. trying to be dismissive here. I am trying to be as serious as I can because Casey Franklin that I know would not defend vigilante shop owners. Listen, listen, let me, let me speak. Okay. Okay. I got a, I got a question for you. Okay. And I love you brother. And you know that we do this in love. Have you ever done this yourself or known anyone that has used hyperbole to make a point? Yes. I okay. do it all the time. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Four exactly. days a week talking to this exactly. microphone. It's like, that's like your profession. That's what you do for a living, right? Is it possible that that's what Donald Trump was doing here? Totally. Okay. But it's not because he was saying under my administration, I mean, look, hyperbole is not, here's how we're going to solve crime. We're going to do this. Hyperbole is saying it's kind of like, that's not what he said. That's not the use of hyperbole. And I don't no. know what the hy hyperbolic corollary, corollary is. If the hyperbolic is, here's what's going to be true. You rob a store and you'll be shot when you're leaving. Shot. That, the English language does not consider that. And we cannot function if our leaders saying directive sentences is then he doesn't actually mean it. We can't function if the current political leader is going to imprison his political rival. Look, that's look, how here would be here would be my other argument to your because I, I jotted this down. Maybe the reason we have lawlessness in this country is because the former president of the United States no. is now charged with no. 91 crimes and everyone's no. like, no one charges anyone with crimes. You can get away with it. Why not just say that, Casey? I mean, why not just make up a why not blame the president of the United States for local crime? Or better yet, or better yet, for the current blame why not blame the current president for local crime or blame the former congress person for how a city is managed congress people from the area that includes san francisco don't run san francisco nancy pelosi has nothing to do with the laws in san francisco how do you know she she was there she probably made some that are still there Dude, she has been, she is, she is the Speaker of the House in 2005. She has right. been out of local politics yeah. for 25 years. But the people that are carrying out her agenda, they, they. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So Nancy Pelosi is still in charge, not only of the House of Representatives when she was there, well, Speaker like of the House, but she was also ru shadow running San Francisco. Okay. It's like right. you say Donald Trump is responsible for all of the ills that we experience right now in the country because he was the president before Donald no I, I don't say that at all just just, just crime and depression that's all that's all he's responsible for not everything <laughs> i've heard you say it many times so just, it's the same argument my friend no well okay i think what you've heard me say many times is again and i just I, can i just look back on one thing when you said that the uh that the justice department slow walked the prosecution of hunter biden yeah the, the justice department that was in place when this crime was committed and known about was Donald Trump's Justice Department. Are you allowed to say that? No, it's that, just true. Uh, Why we gotta have they, we gotta have a whole podcast on this because it's just such a fallacy. This whole argument, it's such a fallacy. I can't even believe it. Okay, well, Donald Trump did not control the DOJ 
when he was oh. president, like Biden controls the DOJ Joe Biden now. Does. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, then the Justice Department that was in place because uh, chosen by the then president did not prosecute this crime. And you're now complaining that it was slow walked by Bill Barr and Jeff Sessions. Oh, you love to talk about Bill Barr and Jeff Sessions. Well, Bill because Barr. you keep bringing up things, Casey. You bring up things that are what the Justice Department did, and you're outraged by it. And it's what was happening when okay, it was so Bill Barr and Jeff Sessions, including so non, non-prosecutions okay, and, so if prose- you're- and prosecutions. So, so if your theory is correct, okay, why didn't as soon as Trump is out of office and Biden is now in office, why didn't all this stuff happen immediately at that point? Because there was oh, no yeah. crime as determined by the FBI and the Justice Department. Not they, until- they've been walking this, they've been delaying this. Well, we got to get right to it right now. Well, that's what, how, how long has Joe Biden been in office? Two years, right? So two two. Two, two years, at which point they put in place a special prosecutor. I don't know if you know how fast things normally go. That's pretty quick. But anyway, we have songs to sing, friends. Uh, Casey and I have been going at this now for an hour and 24 minutes. Uh, hey, I appreciate your passion, and I love you, my friend. Uh, I love you, too. Uh, all right. You want to go first? I got I got a little ditty, but I got to make a couple of changes here. So Casey and okay. I also like to put together a song that we like to, uh, at, at the end of each of our times, because one of the things we share is our, uh, you know, mutual love of each other and our love of music. All right. You ready? I'm going to go, yes. go big got, on you. Okay. I've got, um, I've got a song I just made up. It's just a little ditty. And then, um, I, I forgot my, uh, I forgot my notes. So I'll let you go and then I'll, I'll end with, uh, my real song if that's okay with you. Is that cool? This is called the Blue State Border Blues, which we didn't even talk about today. I got the Blue State Border Blues. I got the Blue State Border Blues. Got the Blue State Border Blues. And that is not good news. I used to be sanctuary. That was before things got hairy. I used to be sanctuary. But that was before things got scary. <laughs> All right, clever one. Clever one there, kid. Uh, I think that's a reference to border policy, right? Yep. Yeah, pretty great. Uh, all right. Um, okay. Well, Casey, I, I picked the, this uh, portion of a song and, and it's a fear of being weird Al Yankovic. Um, I'm going <laughs> cha- to change a line or two for our, uh, for our purposes. Love that thing. But I think people who, uh, uh, you know, would watch us would probably, would probably appreciate this. So, um, old man in a t-shirt listen to a rock and roll station he's got greasy hair and a greasy smile and says Lord 
This must be my destination. Greasy hair? Because he told me, I'm talking about myself, when I was younger, <laughs> he said, boy, you should respect the president and everything else. No, sorry. But just like everything else, there's little crazy dreams just kind of came and went. Oh, but ain't that America? that America. Something to see, baby. <laughs> Ain't that America. Here it is, Casey. The home of the free. Yeah, still Woo! free. With little pink houses, baby. Made for you and me. For now. Something to see, baby. <laughs> Ain't that America? We're still the home of the free. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. With little pink houses, baby. Made for you. Nice. Dude, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Dude. That was still, good. Still free in America. All right. What, what do you got? All right. Well, good. All right, I just want to play a little bit of this other one real fast, and then I'll let please. you go. Yeah, please, please. Huh? Please, sing away. Okay. In the early morning rain, with a dollar in my hand, with an aching in my heart, pockets full of sand. Now I'm a long way from home. Lord, I miss my loved ones so. In the early morning rain, with no place to go. Out on runway number nine, big 707 set to go. tasted good, and the women all were fast, well there she goes my friend, she'll be going down at last, hear the mighty engines roar, see the silver bird on high, she's away and westward bound, Far above the clouds she'll fly Till the rain pouring rain don't fall And the sun always shines She'll be flying o'er my home In about three hours time This old airport's got me down It's no earthly good to me Stuck here on the ground As cold as chunks I may be You can't jump a jet plane Like 
you can't afraid train. So I best be on my way in the early morning rain. Can't jump a jet plane like you can't afraid train. So I best be on my way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and the people, uh, you know, Yabbit's listening was like Gordon Lightfoot right off. And before you, you know, three lines in, he already had that you can't catch a jet plane the way you can a freight train. Freight train. That's right, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, Thank you, my friend. I love we, we sing I each other songs, right? Right. We sing each other songs. Yep. It's so good. Yep. Hi, buddy. It, it's, uh, it's healing, man. It's healing. And it, okay, it solves all conflicts. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I think both of us have learned in our Christian faith is being right about things. It's not the point of life. Right. Uh, love is love and service and benefit and blessing to the world to me is the point of life. Being right about things is just a coincidence at times. So, yeah. Uh, well, love said. each other and I love you. OK. Talk okay. to you all later. All right, bud. OK, everybody. Bye.